Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, joining me is Tracy Frisbee. She is the VP of Marketing at Buzzball Southern Champion. So they have got a bunch of alcohol brands, and we get into how to use insights, really, to make good decisions and to grow your brand, especially if you have a smaller team, how you can go about navigating consumer behavior and making the right marketing moves, not not only online, but with in-store experiences. So if you're in the CPG space, I think you're going to like this one. But before we get into it, as always, this show's put on by us here at Cave. And uh, look, we're a marketing agency that helps companies tell their story. So if you're feeling stuck or you're shopping for a new agency, go give us a holler at cavesocial.com. Uh, we'd love to chat. But all all right, let's sit back and get into this episode. Ooh, what's going on, my beautiful marketing people? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today joining me is Tracy Frisbee. She is the VP of Marketing at Buzzball Southern Champion. Tracy, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here today. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to dive into some topics around really using insights to push your business forward. But before we get into that, I want to hear your story. How did you find your way into this crazy world of marketing? Oh, boy. Yeah. It wasn't a set path by any means. Uh, when I got out of college many, many, many years ago, I went into sales. Thought that was my calling. And uh, through a couple sales positions, I found that I was always creating promotions, right, for my accounts and uh, dreaming up ways to come up with more sales. And that really kind of just led me over to the marketing side. When I worked for Pepsi, I ended up in a hybrid role that was a little bit what you'd call trade marketing today. And I had a national account base, but I also had to grow their business and create promotions for them. And I just, I fell in love with it. It was my calling. And I was uh, recruited away by Constellation Brands, which at the time was Canadagua Wine Company. And uh, I was going into their new uh, trade marketing or promotions department and st helping start that up for them. So that was a good 20 plus years ago. And I've been in the alcohol marketing business ever since. Amazing. So now you go from Constellation and now you're at Buzzball Southern Champion. Now, you, we talked a little bit off air and you said, okay, we got a marketing team. You know, there's a couple of y'all and you're there. Talk to me about that difference of really working with big budgets, big teams, now coming in and being like, okay, we need to be crafty. What have you done or what have you, I guess, you taken as an approach to come in and say, okay, we're going to grow these brands and here's how we're going to do it? Yeah. I mean, coming from a huge CPG company, one of the largest you know, alcohol manufacturing companies and being there for almost 20 years and just seeing the growth there. And yeah, there were healthy budgets and a lot of money spent on analytics and insights and research. And that's where my passion for insights was really derived because it was just such amazing data or even just qualitative information where you get to know these consumers and these shoppers. And it was exciting to use that to develop shopper marketing for Constellation brands. And then coming to a very small family-owned company three years ago that really had never had a marketing budget, had never had a formal marketing team and being charged with, okay, create a team, create strategy strategy, create budgets. Um, you really have to think about, okay, we got to get the basics right first. 
right? And we're working very scrappy and very smart. So let's do the bare necessities to get started. And then as we're growing this company and growing our brands, the budgets will come with that. And that's what we've seen is I think when I arrived here three years ago, they were doing about 20 million in revenues. We'll finish this year well over 100 million. So with that, Again, you, you've earned the right to have a budget because you're proving your ROI and your ROIS. And so it was just starting with the basics. And for us, a lot of it was just knowing, okay, who are these crazy fun buzzball consumers, right? And why do they buy our products? And using, digging in the, just those insights and really having rich dialogue with your consumers to find out what makes them tick. Why do they love your product? How are they using it? And that became the base for all of our marketing, the content, for social media, for point of sale and store, for the promotions that we come up with, you know, just to drive that consumer awareness and then trial. I love it. Now, for that person who's listening and the marketer who I would say comes from the creative side of the house and is maybe now moving up into managerial executive, and they're tasked with looking at data. I know they're going to be intimidating sometimes and they're like, ah, I'm just going to go with my gut, right? And there's so many numbers. So I get it. When I look at, you can get lost in how many metrics there are. What would you say to someone who's in a CPG, maybe a CPG startup of like, okay, you have all this data. What are some of those metrics or things that you can derive from the data to actually start to get insights on your customer? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to be looking at like syndicated data, scan data, like IRI or Nielsen, hey, it's great. It tells you a sales story, but that's about it, right? It's not telling you why someone is purchasing your brand. What's the appeal of it? So you're going to have to go a little more qualitative. And sometimes it is, it's a more intimate group of consumers or shoppers that you start to have this dialogue with. And and the great thing is now there's so many ways to reach these consumers, right? I mean, directly through social media, you know, these people want to have DM conversations with you. And sometimes it's at two in the morning, you know, especially if you're an alcohol brand, you have some, (laughs) some interesting conversations late at night or early in the morning. And there are a lot of just kind of scrappy ways that you can garner this data and this insights. And again, I'm going to say, if you're small, and you don't have a budget, go for qualitative or quantitative to get started. Because, you know, again, as you grow and you have more resources, then you can branch out and get more of the quantitative data. But that's what we did. I mean, it was a lot of social media conversations, polling, uh, sometimes just even phone calls and emails. I mean, we have consumers who literally call us probably once a week and our receptionist has pretty robust conversations with them. We're a family-oriented business and we treat our consumers like they're part of the family. I love it. There's actually a great book called Small Data. And I got to get the, the, the guy's name, Martin Lindstrom. And he was a big brand consultant for Lego, Pepsi, all these things. But he was tasked with going and finding you're saying that qualitative sitting down with small groups of people seeing hey how do you all like how do you actually use the product why do you actually purchase instead of just looking at we have this many SKUs. We sold this much product in Tennessee. They must like this more, right? It's like, let's actually mm-hmm. peel back these layers a little bit and get into what makes our customers tick. How are they acting and, and how are they responding to the different brand messages that we put out there? I think to your point, like there's something too you can do where if you're listening, you're going, well, it's COVID and I, I can't do that. Okay, reach out to people. Or use some social listening tools. See how people actually use or talking about your brand. I think there's so much that isn't used when it comes to social listening and seeing how 
how we portray our company is one thing. How consumers are posting about it is really what the like I think what the brand is a lot more so. And for anyone who wants to, uh, yeah, just go look at your brand and see how people are posting about it. I think that's going to tell you a lot when you look at how you want to create that message moving forward. Now, in terms of Buzzball Southern Champion, you have a bunch of brands, right? And Buzzballs is becoming the more and more well known. But now, talk to me about how you're creating some other brands and really. Well, I guess one, how do you divide up your time and efforts when you've got a bunch of brands from looking at the experience that the customer is having for one of those? And then also talk to me about the learnings or experiences from having buzz balls, which we talked off air. You said, you know, predominantly convenience store is where it's shelved or where you're going to see a lot of activity versus some of your newer brands that are much more, you know, family barbecue driven on the shelf at Kroger's. Like, talk to me about, I guess, like that mindset shift or the different team that how you have to go back and forth from kind of positioning those two products. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Buzzballs, gosh, we've been around over 10 years now and the brand had enjoyed growth over the first 10 years and it was slow and very organic. And that gave us the opportunity to really get to know, like, how are people using our brand, right? What do they think about it? What is this brand? What does it mean to them? Because they, th- we had that opportunity to let consumers dictate our brand. And when you were saying social listening, when you watch the conversations on Twitter versus Facebook or Instagram, you start to see three very diverse consumer groups there as well, right? And very different types of conversations. So that told us how we speak to our consumers on Twitter is going to be very different than what we're saying on Facebook because it's two very different consumer groups. So, you know, when we decided we were going to branch out away from just Buzzballs and create some other ready-to-drink cocktail brands like Uptown Cocktails, that was going to be more targeted towards the grocery channel because Buzzballs does great in convenience and liquor stores. We're the -the on-the-go cocktail, right? We're all about convenience, but we were really missing those points of distribution in, in the grocery channel. So that's how Uptown Cocktails was developed because, you know, this is the shop, the grocery trip is a stock up trip, right? So you're buying larger sizes and you're buying things for shareable occasions or something that, you know, you're going to open and put in your refrigerator and, you know, have one glass every day over the week or two weeks versus the buzz balls, which is, you know, a quick one and done type consumption activity. So when we were developing Uptown, it was really like, okay, so it's a different shopping occasion, number one. That's really what we had to think about, which is different usage occasions. We also knew that you look at all the statistics and demographics for who the average grocery shopper is across Walmart, Kroger, Albertsons, Banners, Myers, et cetera. And you start to kind of create a brand that's based on that profile of that shopper. And so we knew we needed something that was sleek and sophisticated, but also a good value, right? So we started out with a 1.5 liter glass bottles at Uptown and we wanted it to be that affordable luxury, you know? So that's really where we started with that brand. And it was a little more sophisticated, but still casual. But Buzzballs, again, is that high energy, fun, kind of pregame type RTD cocktail. Or, hey, I'm going to the lake today or, you know, doing some outdoor activities. I can throw this in the cooler. I don't have to worry about it breaking. And, you know, so again, it's kind of that on the go cocktail where Uptown for us is that shareable, casual moments. And it could be, again, just your after work cocktail every day that you pour out of the bottle or you're having your neighbors over 
you know, and you don't want to play bartender. So you have pre-mixed cocktails ready to go. But again, a little more sophisticated situation and, and showing for your guests. So it hasn't proven difficult for us. I mean, we know RTD cocktails very well. We we make amazing tasting cocktails. The blends are a little different between the two brands. Uptown Cocktails is a little bit lower in alcohol. So probably has more a wider appeal as far as just palates. Up to, uh, Buzz Balls is a 15% alcohol. So again, it's going to be a little more alcohol forward. <laughs> but again, there are two different usage occasions, right? And I'm going to sip and be casual or I need a pregame real quick, right? So um, for us, we really enjoy having two different personalities to market. And then, you know, your tactics differ very much as well. I mean, social media drives everything for us for Buzz Balls. That consumer is glued to their mobile device over five hours a day, you know, and they're very social and they want to have a relationship with the brand. That uptown shopper and consumer, they spend more time on their desktop or laptop than they do a mobile device. So how you're communicating with them is different. And we spend a lot more time and energy on probably in-store messaging for uptown cocktails, again, because in a grocery environment, it's very crowded. And people are having to make decisions really fast at the shelf. So we're investing more in kind of the in-store marketing activity with Uptown. And then with Buzzballs, it's definitely more digitally driven. I love that idea of thinking about the customer shopping experience and, you know, okay, we've segmented out the audience and we look at this one is, okay, I'm stopping at the store. What are you getting? Okay, I'm going to get a six pack of beer. You're going to get buzz balls. All right, now we're going to the friend's house. We're going to drink. Cool. Versus I'm going to the store. I have two kids beside me while I'm grocery shopping. They're hooting and hollering about something. And I just, I'm like, I look at the shelf and it's like, Okay, at that moment, I'm I need convenience more than anything in my life, and it's like, oh, okay, sleek packaging, it's good. I'm gonna be proud to pour this out at the you know Fourth of July barbecue, or like you said, or it's just I want to kick it and have a drink after work, but I don't want to have to go to the store every four days. So I'm gonna like yeah. I'm gonna get this. They they can kind of you know live on my shelf at home for a little bit longer. So I love that breakdown. And I think for anyone listening, it's just thinking about if you have different brands or just different customers, really think about that entire experience, not from when they walk down your the aisle that you're shelved on, but when they park the car, like before they park the car, is it just like, what could be going on from that moment to getting to the product to actually getting back and enjoying it? I think it's that whole experience is just so important. And then afterwards, when they're posting about it on social media, use that to your benefit. Please, listener, please. <laughs> Tracy, now, before I let you go, I want you to let us know where we can learn more about Buzzball Southern Champion, where we can look maybe to find the product on shelves, and then two, where people can connect with you online. Sure. Well, Buzzballs is buzzballs.com and that's B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-Z. So lots of Z's in there. And we have a, a great website. It'll tell you everything about all of our amazing flavors. I think we have about 12 in our current rotation and we have an amazing product locator. So just click on that and it'll geolocate and, you know, give you a long list of retailers where you can find us or online as well. So we have linked up all the retailers, e-com sites as well. So if you prefer to order online, you can do that. You can also order by the case. We have a partner that fulfills those orders for us. So lots of easy ways to find Buzzballs. Uptown Cocktails, same thing, just uptowncocktails.com. We currently have eight active flavors 
in that brand. And again, that's predominantly going to be in the grocery channels. So Kroger, Target, Walmart, lots of the Albertson Safeway banners. There's so many to list. Meyer, I'm going to like go on and on. But again, product locator. So that will help you, you know, locate and see what retailers are the closest to you. Um, and for me, I'm on LinkedIn. So easy to find. It's Tracy Frisbee and it's Frisbee with an IE, not an EE. So, but uh, yeah, look me up on LinkedIn or follow us, Buzzballs on LinkedIn. We're always sharing our latest events and activities and all the crazy fun that this team likes to have with marketing our brands. I mean, we have fun brands and, you know, it's a serious business, but uh, we try to keep it light and have a good time and and uh, promote our drinks and promote responsible consumption as well. I love it. I love it. So make sure, go check out those sites and make sure to connect with Tracy as well. Thank you so much for coming on today. I uh, appreciate you taking the time and dropping some knowledge here for us. I learned a lot. Thanks for having me, Jordan. That's a lot of fun. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um,